The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. In Australia, the city of Adelaide has banned the sale of shots after 2am as part of its crackdown on antisocial behaviour. As pubs and clubs here prepare to open until 6am, is it something that we should consider in this country? Well, joining me now, the CEO of Alcohol Action Ireland, Sheila Gilhini, and uh, first of all, Mannix Flynn, Independent Councillor for Dublin City Council. Good morning, Mannix. Good morning, Pat. What do you think of this idea? Now, first, we'll talk about whether it's practical or not in a moment, but uh, the action taken by Adelaide, what say you? I think it's a correct action. I think it's very important that we take these actions, that it's preemptive and that we actually prevent the issue from getting out of control. And I certainly think as we go in towards the late night and early morning drinking and the opening of nightclubs to all hours in the morning and the licence and laws changing, that we need to make these, uh, you know, measures uh, so as that people are safe. There's a safety around drinking. There's too much of a reliance here on the monoculture of alcohol, uh, which constantly being thrown at us, like, oh, the crack is great. There was no crack there because there was no drinking. And we really have to mature here and grow up. Our youth, you know what I mean, are stuck in this kind of dreadful quagmire. And people think, oh, we're going to open the nightclubs till all hours of the morning. That's going to be really great. Not at all. Those nightclubs are going to be underpinned by serious alcohol drinking. We've already got late night bars in the likes of uh, Harcourt Street and indeed Cannon Street can be a terrible mess. If you drive up those areas at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 in the morning, it's absolutely sad to see the amount of people inebriated, drunk, out of their mind, twisted, locked, falling from one end of the place to the next. In many of these places I've been in, because I was, as a councillor, I would have a concern. And you see, you know what I mean, the shots being thrown over the bars to young, young individuals who are just simply downing these. And it's a form of binge drinking at the end of the day. It's unfair, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's, a, it's an industry that needs proper regulation. And for some strange reason in this country, as I say, like, you know, we, we you know, we, 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 we got, so got rid of the blitz a bit, we got rid of the institution, the church, and we somewhat handed it over to the drinks industry. So we need to be very, very careful here. And we need to bring in these measures. And Adelaide is quite right because they have a huge problem. And don't forget, there's a hell of a lot of Irish in Australia, particularly young people. So we need to lead an example here. I'm not suggesting that people give up drinking them, but they want to, fine. I was a drinker myself, but my issue was alcoholism, and that's a very different matter altogether. And I support the drinks in it. I support people going out. But don't forget, Pat, these late-night drinking venues are not going to be families. They're not going to be, you know, mum and dad and the kids and, and the grandma going out to the battle cruiser. These are going to be geared towards young people who are who didn't emigrate, who didn't leave, uh, so on and so forth. And the shots, particularly around young vulnerable women, particularly around with the cocktails, again, it's the same kind of issue. Uh, again, throwing alcohol at people, making it look glamorous. And at the end of the evening, the ambulance, the fur brigades, the A&Es, the prisons, the guard the our emergency services that stretched to the limit, notwithstanding the antisocial behaviour and the many, many individuals who are in jails and in hospitals because their alcohol consumption. It's time for this country to wake up, particularly now that we are going to go into these new licenses. But the shots issue is a real, real serious one now. And I say, many years ago, you'd walk into a bar, there'd be three or four pumps. Now there's 50 pumps in a bar. There's an array of alcohol behind the counter, all sorts of different delights, so to speak. All well-marketed, all well-positioned, all glowing there saying, drink me, I'm harmless. But in actual fact, the opposite is true. And we need to bring in alcohol-aware measures, not drink-aware measures, alcohol-aware measures. And we need to kind of change our attitude 
to this kind of like, ah, yeah, it's all great, have a ball of milk. There's a problem here in this country. There's a problem around the world where like, oh, we give out about cocaine. We know we have a huge consumption. There's a huge consumption of illegal drugs. There's treble that when it comes to alcohol. And there's a huge issue around people who have problems with alcohol. And there's a huge issue about the youth you know, at the end of the day, being, being, being more or less force-fed these issues. I mean, you go to these, even, as I say, the concerts, uh, you know, that have been on all around the country, the big, the big venues, the big events, you see the alcohol consumption is absolutely off the Richter scale. But People now, now, uh, Mannix, the, 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 fundamental, the fundamental question is, do we need the state to save us from ourselves? You know, people well, are, are, are adults and they, they spend their money how they wish. Um, so if they want to get hammered and they're going to get a taxi home, they'll say, what's wrong with that? I, I'm, I'm giving this the devil's advocate argument. Yeah, well, this is a health and safety issue, Pat. This isn't, this isn't about, you know, this is, again, we have an issue around, you know, food consumption and obesity. And I'd say at the end of the day, if a woman wants to go in and get, you know, her, her menopause patches, it's once a month, you've got to come back. There's a control on prescription drugs where, you, you know, the normal situation, there's non-toxicity. Oh, no, we have, to, we have to be careful about what we give you and what you're allowed to have in your home, etc. It's normal. It's common sense, Pat. It's really, really common sense. Like again, it's you know the guard, the, the 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 state is there to protect us. The law is there to protect us. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. It's there to protect mm-hmm. the innocent. It's there to protect young people who are not allowed to drink because of a certain age. That's what it's there for. And it needs to be used proactively in this matter. So I have no problem with people consuming alcohol. I'm not looking for an overall ban on these situations. I'm looking for a control on these situations. And if a ban comes into play, fair enough. People can still consume alcohol. I mean, look at during the pandemic. I mean, it was ridiculous people giving out about pubs closing and then the first thing that happened in this country after the devastating pandemic where we lost many many loved ones was that like you know takeaway points and that the consumption of takeaway points and was that legal and that not illegal it became a ridiculous situation and again past you know, alcohol is not glasses of water. It's not bottles of lemonade. It's not. It's not. It's not uh, milk. It, it's a. It's an. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a sedative that can take you out within two or three drinks, depending on your constitution, and knock you sideways. For young people who are starting off, you see them all throughout the country when they're on the holidays or they, they have a break from school or they win or they win their, uh, their you know the the points. The wall falling all over the place. It's a terrible sight. So you know, I'm not trying to stop people from drinking. They can drink at the homes. They can drink at that place but this obsession this dangerous path that we're on needs to be actually measured okay. and so, there's so, no problem here in doing that so there is a problem we know there's a lot of violence late night we know that uh, yeah. many people get sick because you can see what's left on the streets the next morning um, but can you actually ban shots and say to pubs you can serve pints but you can't serve shots I, 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 I think that when you bring in the new licenses I think that you can have an impact. You can, you know, appeal to people. You can bring in voluntary codes and then you can bring in legislation. You know, you know, that's the way you can do it because it benefits society. Do you know think doesn't benefit society? We can't sit idly by. We know the catastrophe that's on our streets at the moment. We see the violence. We see the decimation on our streets. We see all of the consumption of alcohol very, very quickly on the weekends in our streets. So, you know, the law is very, very clear in relation to the consumption of alcohol. I can go along to a court and I can object to a licensing and I can ask a judge because of the influence or because of the impact of shots, would she consider uh, refusing the license on the grounds that they're serving shots or 
would she ask the, the, the owner of the bars not to sell shots? And therefore, the court order would be that you can't sell shots between these times. That would be part of your licensing conditions. People can do these. The licensing law is open to that. And I'm in and out of those courts all the time. Mm. Only one a case there recently relating to the madness of noise at three in the morning coming out of one nightclub that was keeping a whole neighborhood awake. Tandem Street's the same. So you can actually do it. You can influence these situations. And I'm not a spoiled sport. I like the crack as best as, as, best as anybody. I have a great life, be, you know what I mean, at the moment, you know, in terms of non-alcohol consumption, etc. And there is that life out there. You can actually do that. But on the other hand, you know what I mean, people who want to go to sleep, people who want to kind of live in their neighbourhoods and who are faced with these catastrophes have, you know, their tools and have resources to the law. I would hope that the government, when debating these laws and looking at these laws, would see down the road uh, this kind of, you know, creep in and, and, and legislate for that. But also, as I say, I would encourage many people that if they do have a problem with their local pub, if they do have a problem with noise, if they do have a problem with drunkenness, or indeed the consumption of shots and it's ca- causing a catastrophic impact on their young children, you challenge these things in the, in the, in the law courts, mm. at the licensing courts, and you can get good satisfaction All right, Mannix, uh, there with Justice Quirk. Thank you very much for joining us. That's Independent Councillor for Dublin City Council, Mannix uh, Flynn, listening to that conversation. Sheila Gilhini, the CEO of Alcohol Action Ireland. Uh, what do you think of the Adelaide ban and would it be practical in Ireland? Well, I can understand where they're coming from, but I would say for us here in Ireland, what we really need to do is to look at our licensing laws and the right, and we have that opportunity with the uh, upcoming sale of alcohol bill. And, you know, Mannix has referred there to, you know, proposals within that bill to extend licensing hours. And we're saying, you know, it's not a given yet. Um, These are only proposals. And in fact, what really needs to be done is to have a health impact assessment, as was recommended uh, by the Oireachtas Justice Committee uh, on this uh, sale of alcohol bill. So in other words, before progressing any further with proposals to extend licensing hours, we should carry out that health impact assessment. We should look at what are the, the additional costs going to be on our EDs, on our Gardaí, on street cleaning, on uh, public transport, and cost these out properly and really look and see, mm. is this actually the now, right thing to do to extend now, Sheila, you, you, more you, alcohol in? You know that, uh, you know, people go out and maybe they have a budget for their drinking and their taxi home, I don't know. Um, But the whole idea of extending the licensing hours was so that you wouldn't have a whole pile of fairly drunken people spilling out onto the streets at exactly the same time. Because that's when rows, you know, at the the takeaway caravan or whatever it is, a bit of aggro happens. That's where you get the fights and so on. If you don't have that density of people competing for taxis, competing for food uh, and all of that, that in fact violence might go down. That's one of the theories. Yeah, it is a theory, but and when we look and see, you know, other jurisdictions where they have tried this and, you know, we can see very clearly that it hasn't worked. So in the UK, for example, where they essentially have provisions which would allow for um, pretty much 24-hour licensing, they found that in England and Wales that when you extended those licensing hours, that you simply extended the problem further into into the night um, so that there was no reduction in, in harm. There was just actually more of it, but it was spread out over, over um, or, or moved further in, into the nighttime hours. In other uh, jurisdictions now, Amsterdam as an example where they had uh, different licensing hours in different parts of the city, they found that for every additional extra hour of licensing uh, opening hours that you saw something like a 30, 34% increase in alcohol related injuries. So we have evidence from multiple jurisdictions, all of which say the same thing, that when you 
extend licensing hours, you extend licensing sales, and therefore you increase the, mm-hmm. the level of alcohol. So, so you, you, along with Malix, you believe this is a, a public health uh, initiative, and therefore uh, the texts we're getting in um, about the nanny state, I mean, a lot of them are, are going along those lines. Uh, who does Mannix think he is telling the rest of us when and how much we can drink? More nanny state uh, nonsense. So this guy wants to punish all of us for the madness of the few. More draconian control. It's r- ridiculous. Well, if I could just actually say, you know, for a start of many, many people experience harm from alcohol. There's people who actually drink and the individual harms that they, they might have. But there's, you know, others who experience harms. One in two of the population in the last year have experienced harm from a stranger's drinking. One in four have experienced harm from, from drinking of people that they would, would, would know would, would be there. So we're really talking about a very large problem that, that we have here in, in Ireland. Now, we have controls on lots of things. You know, Manix pointed there to, you know, controls on, on prescription drugs. We have controls on our driving laws, for example. We say that you shouldn't uh, drive above certain speeds. And we see that as a public health way of being able to reduce, you know, car collisions and, and, the, and the death and the trauma that comes from that. Four people die every day in Ireland from alcohol. That's four people every single day. Now, we can see the concentration of resources that's been put into the death on our roads because we're rightly horrified by what has happened over the last uh, number of months. But we're not putting the same level of attention on something that really can, that really does cause massive problems, but which can be ameliorated. We can actually do something about it. And one of the ways in which we can do that is to reduce our level of um uh, alcohol provision okay. about by sales about by availability and indeed we should also be putting into place the legislation that we currently have the Public Health Alcohol Act which nearly five years on has still not been fully implemented right. now, the, the idea of actually opening the bars but maybe making them beer only after a certain time which is one way of proceeding I suppose uh, what do you say to that do you think they just line up the shots before the shot bar closed I think that's possible and uh, and really Alcohol is alcohol and we are saying that actually the provision is the availability, it's the opening hours, the marketing and the pricing that goes around it that actually are the, the areas where you can make the most most difference. So we're saying carry out that uh, health impact assessment. We're saying this clearly to Minister Helen McEntee, whose department it is who, who are, are looking at this. Carry out that assessment, give us a full breakdown of what the cost would actually be and then let's have um, a proper discussion about whether it's a good idea or a bad idea to, to increase licensing hours when we have the full facts. All right, Sheila Gilhini, CEO of uh, Alcohol Action Ireland. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.